This is Hooverse Podcast. Sup guys, I'm, oh. Jeff, I'm Jeff Glucker, um, I'm here to record a Hooniverse podcast, no, no, it's just Jeff I, now. I'm it's Jeff. Jeff, I'm Jeff, I love beer, I love being a mass hole, and I really love beer, so it sucks that I'm in Utah, cause they only got 3% beer, because they're all a bunch of fucks, anyway, we're doing the podcast, we're doing the podcast cause I'm Jeff, I'm Jeff Glucker, what's up bitches, I'm Jeff. Sup? I'm here with my guest, Jonathan with an O Klein. That's right. What do you What do you gotta say about that, Chris? Nothing, cause Chris isn't here. That's right. I'm actually not Jeff Glucker. You're not Jeff Glucker. I'm not Jeff Glucker, but I am taking over this podcast. I think we both are. Yeah, we are. I am Blake Z. Ron. You might have remembered me from such films as uh, The President's Neck Is Missing and uh, Fuck. What's another Troy McClure movie? I can't think of any right now. All right. The president's neck is missing. Um, you might have remembered me from once hosting this fair podcast. Uh, a long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. You know, we spent a lot of time reminiscing about all the time in L.A. back in the day. We did. We yeah, did. And spent I, a lot of time doing I, that today. I feel very weepy-eyed nostalgic for it. So. But, yeah, we're taking over. We're taking over. Well, Jonathan what and up? Blake. Now Jonathan that's, and- that's it. That's right, Jonathan and Blake. We are firing best friends forever. We're we're firing Jeff. Forever. We're firing Chris, and we're I taking like over guys. the universe. I like those guys. I do too. Yeah. But at the same time, like we are better hosts than they are. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, we'll see right. how this goes. All right, Jonathan, why don't you tell us why we're here we in St. George, Utah, which is just not that far from L.A. But then they yeah, it really isn't. I, although I always thought as I always it's used to think of um, I, used, I used to always think of uh, Las Vegas as like the upper boundary of LA, not, quote unquote, not that far from L.A. It's re- it's really not. Yeah, but it's only three hours. Uh, apparently, you did it in two. I do, no no allegedly no allegedly allegedly you know, did it in, in an airplane because you flew. Yeah, yeah, I flew. Yeah, that's true. I flew, you flew from LAX. Nice. It's only two hours. That doesn't work. That you don't fly out of LAX, work. do you? No. You fly out of Burbank. No, I fly out of LAX. Really? That's yeah. like the opposite end of the city. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, kind from of, you? Kind of. Yeah. Here, we're, we're trying to figure out our seating position right now. This really doesn't feel like a podcast. I mean, we're on a bed together. I mean, I feel like we need 15 more microphones and Chris yelling at us constantly. Yeah, that we're not holding the microphone close enough hey, to our face. Hey, 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 buddy, you're waking close to the fucking mic. Choke up can on you, it. Choke can, up can, on can it. it. Can I talk a little bit away from the fucking mic? Because you're retarded. You sound retarded right now. Um... So, so we're in St. George, Utah. We're in St. George, Utah. To drive, what are we driving? How we are driving a 2018 GMC Sierra Denali, 20, uh, 1500s. But we're towing things. We're towing stuff. That's That was the real impetus for this trip. Yeah. We are... To tow shit. We are towing uh, some very large boys. <laughs> we... <laughs> That could go many different. No, ways they are they are definitely large boys. So we're we're towing some big boys, some razors, some Polaris razors, some Motorola razors. Oh man, I used to have like a bunch of those. I broke every single you one. Had, you had a bunch. They were always like the fancy phone. I really wanted to get my parents to get me to a Motorola. I mean, razor. I was on the tail end of the the Motorola razor like fad, so yeah. I got it when it was probably like super not cool. When everyone and, was getting like those flip stupid phones. Right. Like the Well, they were flip phones. So yeah, like the origin the OG um razor, I knew a guy in high school who had one and he had a Monty Python the Holy Grail ringtone on it that he custom downloaded. And well, it was I mean, like the I knights that say me. And he had that as a ringtone and I was like that is the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then I never got a Motorola razor. I should get one now. 
Like semi-ironically. It would be unbranded. Be very Radwood. It would be. Yeah. I'm, I am wearing a members only jacket. That's 2000s, though. I mean, is Radwood now early 2000s? It's, it should still count. It's a flip phone. We'll have to talk to Bradley. All right. We'll have to defer to the commissioner of Radwood. He really has become the commissioner. He, of, he, he deserves of, to be the commissioner. I mean, I, I mean, there are as other as people my, that are doing it, like Lane and... and um, well, Bradley also because he's our friend. Yeah. More so than anyone else. I like Cam. I don't know Lane that well. Cam's not really involved in Radwood, though. Really? I don't think so. Well, him, him, uh, Brad, and I are all just uh, giant nerds of the Mountain Goats. So, shout out Peter Hughes. Yeah, that's where I depart from okay, this conversation. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, we drove through the desert today. We did. Uh, we went to uh, Coral Sands National Park. Yeah. Uh, State Park. State Park, whatever. Sand Dunes. Uh, I, th- I don't know well, if Sand Dunes count is. as a park. I feel like it's like a lower tier than a state park, but higher tier than like we a We did go to park. a way better state park afterward. That's a national park. Whatever. Okay. Right. Get your park status Listen. right. Okay. Listen. Listen. The Bureau, I'm here to talk the, about cars the Bureau and of Land beer Management. and how the, Jeff is a terrible host. He's a great host. The, the Bureau of Land Management would have a bone to pick with you at this point, honestly. Um, but yeah, we we went Who's to even running it right now. Me, I am. Uh, the <laughs> cor- then fine. Coral Pink. That's what it's called, right? Coral Pink, which always sounds like a weird like it sounds like a street drug from like a Philip K. Dick novel. It also could be a really weird sex position. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the name of a porn star. Have you have you ever done a Coral Pink? Oh man, buddy, I did it with your mom the other night. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, what are we Coral, doing again? I don't even know. Coral Pink State Park, uh, Coral Pink Sand Dunes was incredible. Honestly, it's um we only saw I think like the one edge of it. In yeah, front it was, of, it's uh, huge. It's yeah, it really stretches for a bit, and um, these winds they blow from the north from the south northwards to where we are. They blow from the Grand Canyon, and, and they, they deposit actually, yeah. these very uniform drops of sand from this. It's basically sandstone. And it comes up from between these this notch in the uh, mountain range. And then the, all the sand in the sand dunes, they're like, you know, what kids are calling millennial pink. It's like a it rose. Is, it is definitely <clears throat> rose gold. It's, it's, a, it's rose gold like a tacky Rolex. It's like the back yeah. of my iPhone. Yeah, perfect. It's like an iPhone rose, but a little bit more peach colored. It's like a peach colored. And it's great. It's like super silty. It's fine. It's, it's hell. beautiful. Yeah. So it's a great place to strike uh, sick ass dune buggies through. Ah. Uh, okay. So I've I've run my fair share of razors like through dirt and sand. Right. Um, this stuff you really need paddled tires to really start. Oh, like the stuff that in. like dudes drive like yeah the fifteen hundred horsepower lakes, sand rails yeah across lakes yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need those types of tires to really get Fuck, a awesome. little bit more of the performance because, like, I was just digging in and for most of the day. Good Lord. It was not as fun as, like, you can be having in those cars. Or yeah, it was. Okay, so for the uninitiated, the Razor is a uh, side-by-side ATV. So basically imagine... An ATV, you might know what an ATV looks like, four wheels, right? But put a roll cage on top of that and then put uh, – Two seats. Two seats next to side each other. Side by side. So it's basically like a dune buggy that really got into Limp Biscuit in the late 90s. Yeah. Or and, like a miniature trophy truck. Right. Well, no, trophy trucks are cooler than Razors. Razors – No, there's some really dope Razors out there. Oh, 
God. Razors are... They they're, don't look cool. They look super No, there's, there's ones they're that super have, like, like, 200 horsepower, fully... Uh, yeah, but trophy trucks are way cooler Adaptive suspension with, tw- like, almost 20 inches of suspension travel. Yeah, but don't trophy trucks have that, too? And trophy trucks are probably more stable? Yeah, but trophy trucks are, like, $800,000. These are thirty. That's still insane amount of mo- an insane amount of money for That's not an insane okay, amount of money. So one of the PR guys told me that they start at eighteen and then twenty four yeah, yeah, yeah. for like the eleven hundred CC ones, which is a ton of money for something that's just gonna get completely beat on constantly. No, that's great. It's 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 those like yeah, but think more about expensive it. How much is a- are trophy trucks like miniature trophy okay, trucks? Okay, take the sand out of it. How much is a dirt bike? You can get a dirt bike for like oh, eight hundred. Bucks, yeah, like twelve hundred dollars, right? Yeah, you get a dirt bike for dirt cheap. So if you're just riding on gravel or something like that, what would you could get a dirt bike, or you could spend like the amount of like a Honda Accord for a razor, and it's basically like the same creature comforts, but it has a steering wheel. I mean, I like both. Yeah, dirt bikes. Honestly, you know, being a motorcycle guy who's actually never ridden a dirt bike before, um, dirt bikes are way cooler. But Maybe razors, you try razors dirt are pretty. Bikes first yeah, I you probably say should. This. Yeah, I probably should. I I feel like they'd be fucking rad. I mean, but, um, they, are, they are. Yeah, they're I feel great. like. See, at least you agree with me. No, they're great. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying razor, like the really dope razors with like the adaptive suspension are fucking amazing. Right, adaptive suspension is expensive no matter how you swing it. So. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like a razor would be something awesome that you could rent or you know get away with riding for free if you're on a press trip. Like us. Yeah, so, that's what we did. Yeah. And then, then we went through Zion, which is... Yeah, but I wanted to talk about the experience of driving on sand, because I've never, right, done, go for it. I've never done that before. Um, You've also really never trailered stuff, really, too. Well, I mean, not I compared mean, to you. Well, you've done I, one, right? I've done a few. I um I trailered stuff in L.A. when I was moving. I trailered a uh, broken car from Monterey. I trailered moving to Austin. All right, so you got... You got a good amount. Yeah, I've trailered some. All right, so go on with your your razor experience on sand. Okay, so your sand experience. It's um we started off on these uh like pretty narrow trails. Like there was there was this one path through, and there was brush all along the side, and I felt really confident there. Then we got to these open sand dunes with elevation and si- going up hills sideways and stuff, and. For me, it got a bit sketchy, and some of the PR guys earlier who had been here for a week were saying that, you know, the sand dried up and got a lot less dense, and therefore we were sinking in and digging a little bit more. We were so, definitely digging a lot. Yeah. Bit. So when you're riding a razor and you're – first of all, when you, ride a, when you drive a razor, because you are driving because you have a steering wheel in front of you, and you are sitting on the left, do you think, do you think razors have the steering wheel on the other side in England? They have to, right? That's a good question. That is a very good question. That. i got to look that up. Um, so when you're driving on the left side and you have the steering wheel in front of you, um, basically a razor is like an automatic or a CVT transmission. So you don't have to worry CVT. about that. You basically just – yeah, thank you. So you basically just point it in any direction and you floor it and the tires scramble for traction, especially in four-wheel drive. And all you do is just saw madly at the wheel like your best Ari Vantanen impression. So you're sawing at the wheel. Which is so much fun. Yeah, exactly. And then like you know, you're losing traction because the – thing is the thing is just going over all this like coarse sand and it's both bouncing off little uh washboards and diving down in them so you're crashing down on this stuff and then you go up the hill and you're kind of floating in this weird spectacular way so you go up and you turn and you're counter steering and everything and the worst part is you feel like you're leaning so 
when you're leaning on a motorcycle, that's cool. But when you're leaning on a car, you can tip over and that would fuck up your day. So it was constantly that battling that feeling of you're about to tip over and die versus, um, did you, you find know, yourself leaning constantly? It was yeah. scary. I didn't like that shit. You know, I mean, I can barely handle that stuff when I'm on a bike because I don't have a crotch rocket. So I'm not like, you know, n- you know, dragging a knee or something yeah. like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I was constantly leaning and tipping almost on the edge of tipping over, going up a hill and it scrambling for traction. Really? There, it's tough. There are definitely some things that you have to get used to. Um, it's just probably the dynamics. A, there's probably a lot of subtleties that I have not explored and I don't even know if I'm ever going to be able to explore them. Because I don't I know. Think, I think we could definitely. I mean, come to LA. We'll 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 set you yeah, up. Yeah, come back some, to LA. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, set you some stuff up. I mean, do gravel. I think I think that gravel be gravel is gravel fucking awesome. with razors are fucking amazing. Oh yeah, I've done I've done that with um, uh, eight uh four wheelers and as well as uh like a center like a single seater basically a razor. We need to do um the cross carts. Have you seen these things? That sounds scary. They're Let's fucking do it. Super rad. Okay. So it is essentially a cage and a, a motorcycle engine. Like Perfect. Like a 600 or 750. Okay. I mean, that's basically Sequen- what we have today, right? No, 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 no. Way more horsepower, sequential manual transmission. How much power do you think it was in ours today? Uh, about 100-ish. I mean, that's a... Cause that's the, more than any motorcycle I've ridden. The Turbo 1000s are 168. Right, you mentioned that. These are... What we were driving today was just the thousand and the nine hundred, so they're about a th- hundred horsepower. Okay. But they weigh like, I don't know, eight hundred to like eleven hundred pounds. Okay. So nice. now, I mean, a hundred horsepower is fine for that. Well, you've had experience with these things. What do you think? These were a lot slower than the last ones I've driven. Okay. Um, you could definitely feel it, and they had a lot less suspension travel. Gotcha. But at the same time, they were still quick. Yeah. Like, I mean, as long as you got, a, like, a good run-up, like, with no one in front of you, you Which could get Which there were a ton quick. of people. There were a ton of people. There were a ton of people. I was holding you up. Yeah. Probably. And uh, there were... I was actually driving with the, the lead engineer. Oh. And... The guy we just met? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he was just like, oh, I could totally tell that you just... You could have gone a lot faster. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there was also me, and then there was also, like, five other guys in front of me who were slipping and sliding all over the place. Right, and no one was actually, like, I I could tell that a lot of people hadn't driven on dirt ever before. Uh, Just because... Not even sand, dirt. Yeah, just just dirt in general, or any type of... Yeah, go for it. Uh, Just any type of off-road surface, because everyone kept going into the, like... So there were ruts. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all throughout the the trail, mm-hmm. like a lot of ruts, so it would like bounce like the 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 razors like crazy, and it would just like go through your spine. Um, one thing I've learned through all my time like driving on dirt right. um, and through like learning from like the actual pros is you actually go onto the side of it, so you drive on the berms. Not the washboard bit. Not the washboard bit. Right. So you drive in the berm, so you get smooth, which gives you more speed. Well, I mean, that makes and sense. It, yeah, and it's, makes sense. it's nicer for you. Yeah, because you're not beating the shit out of these things. At the same time, um, the general consensus, consensus, especially among the uh, guide that we had, his name was Kobe, just like the uh, shitty CD players that you might have had in middle school. Or the beef. 
No, that's K O B E. This is C O B Y. Just like the shitty. It's the same pronunciation. That's racist. Anyway, um, yeah. So he, the general consensus was that these were not ours. That GMC would be paying for them, and that we could beat on them if you want. Oh, we did. I jumped it. That's sick. I did not. I I might have jumped it. There were a lot of like steep drops that came out of nowhere. There was a ton of steep drops. That was like some splash mountain shit right there. I don't like roller coasters at all. So um, having that feeling of your butthole sinking all the way down was a little unnerving, but uh, I ended up enjoying it. So it's but a I, lot of fun. Yeah, razors are a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. You need to definitely. We need to get you on gravel. We need to get you on some like real hard packed dirt because is that like some Gorman Hungry Valley shit? Oh yeah, we could go. Okay, yeah, we'll driven, go on like a rally course. I've driven Gorman Hungry Valley before. That's pretty sick. But um, we'll go full rally course, two wheel drive, high gear. Okay. You'll just be sliding it, like connecting turn to turn. It'll be great. Yeah, that sounds sick. Okay. Afterwards, we drove to Zion National Park. We did. We drove to Zion, which and is fucking beautiful. Have you ever been? No. I think I might have gone once. Um, when it I is was in gorgeous. Yeah, it's incredible. It is otherworldly. It really is one of the. Um, it's really hard to explain. Honestly, it was even hard to capture in all of the human oh, yeah. technology like, that we have like all phones us, and cameras and all stuff all of us were taking pictures and none of it looks as good as what like our eyes perceived yeah um what was really impressive about Zion was that driving through that mile long tunnel in basically pitch black oh yeah that was kind of terrifying yeah so you get through when you go through Zion like we did we went through the east entrance and you drive through to the um you go towards the visitor center which is in the middle of the park and then halfway through it you drive through one tunnel, and you drive through another tunnel, and you have to stop there because the tunnel's only 13 feet tall. They built it in the 1930s as part of the New Deal, which actually did a lot of great shit for all the national parks. But it's wild. Like, the actual construction of the tunnel is is super my, crazy. My thing about that is, imagine this gorgeous place you've never been to. All these windswept sandstone uh, formations, all this stuff that was formed by erosion over millions and millions of years. Imagine having to blast through solid rock through that. Imagine having to preserve all the erosion and stuff that um, you know nature formed over all these millions of well, years. Well, did you read how they did it? Like they didn't go through like either side. They started like from the middle on the right. outside of. Oh, yeah, so that giant opening. Yeah, they just, like, started carving openings and then started drilling pilot holes and then blasting the shit out of it and then going from, like, the inside out. That's even more insane. Yeah. Yeah. In the 1930s. Yeah. So safety in OSHA is definitely not a thing. I mean, this is right after all those, you know, all of my people, the Chinese people died building all the transcontinental railroad shit, you know. This is true. Yeah, so... Yeah, how many how many Chinese people died for this tunnel? I mean, probably, probably a lot. Probably a shitload, and Irish people. So, There's are you part a, yeah. Irish? No. I feel like every white person is part Irish. So. No. Um. Well, I'm just from. I'm, I'm part of everything else. Well, no, not part Irish. Well, I'm from outside Boston. Jeff's from Boston. So basically, yeah, everyone's you're, Irish. You're both Irish. Yeah, we're both actually Irish, right? No, I don't that, know that, that was nothing. No, that was definitely. I was not gonna say Irish. top of the morning, but I was like, no, top I of the morning too. Yeah. No, I'm not drunk enough to say that. So Zion was. Incredible. Zion was beautiful. Yeah. Um, we should talk about the car we drove. The GMC? Yeah. Uh, Sierra Denali? I'll be honest, it was kind of a strange trip because this it is an, was, outgo- this is an, an outgoing car. model and this is kind of like a last hurrah. The thing about towing anything, even a, what was it, a 
6,000-pound trailer we had? 6,000, yeah. All right, so two big boy razor, razors, nearly said razor scooters, um, and a trailer, which was actually, like, uh, longer than the truck. It was, like, it was one 20, and a half GMC. It was about 22 feet. Yeah, it was a, that was a big boy in itself, too. Yeah. Um, so 6,000 pounds, and what was remarkable about towing it is how unremarkable it actually was. It has become very easy to yes. tow anything. It was just like towing, it was just like driving slightly slower, and it was rock solid, everything was stable. Um, you could accelerate up to 70, you could brake relatively easily, and... Uh, I was doing 75 at a couple points. Just yeah, I think I cruising. hit 80 on the, yeah. whatever, whatever point that was. I mean, I was also trying to get away from a highway truck, so... Um, yeah, you could handle turns pretty well. Um, you know you got this thing in the back, but... You barely feel it. You, you can't feel it on, like, you know, crosswinds wasn't too bad. I think you felt some crosswinds when you were Yeah, driving. that one section was, like, you could definitely feel it kind of yeah. moving it around. But, you know, four people listening to 90s rock. Oh, yeah, we did. With the AC listen. on. Uh, and 6, Jamming 000, out to the back street, yeah, boys. Yeah, that's right. And 6,000 pounds of, uh, of Under Armour apparel in the back, basically. <laughs> And yeah, it was perfectly fine. Jonathan, why don't you tell, why don't you tell this fine audience that we've uh, basically kidnapped for this moment about your towing history because you um, have a lot more than me. I do, I do. I started towing <laughs> shit when I was about sixteen. Uh, so I used to work for a parks department um, right. back in my hometown. Um, so my my towing was kind of trial by fire, like my first initial stuff. Um, did you start off towing all that stuff, or yeah. did you start off towing smaller stuff? No, we started... I you just started, started off towing. Yeah, they're just like, here. 22,000 pounds. It was, yeah, so... Uh, of government property. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it was at our parks department uh, for the maintenance department, so we were in charge of 23 parks. Um, Jeez. And that was construction, that was mowing, that was general maintenance, and that was setting up for all the festivals that we had. So uh, in our arsenal, we had an F-250 and an F-650, and we had a 27-foot trailer that would uh, that was rated up to 22,000 pounds, wow. which we fully used. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had two small mowers, uh, stand-up mowers, which are, you know had 40-something inch decks. Uh, right. And then a wide area motor that had six, um, I think, 30-inch blades or something like that. You're right. So massive, massive mower. Yeah. Um, and we would just fill the entire thing with that. And that was that was the first four years of, like, my One of your working first career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during, the, like, the summer months. Was, was that a pretty just, well-paying job for no, a high schooler? No. No. Hmm. Uh, I was barely above minimum wage. Okay. And that was only because, like, our, our boss was really cool, and he's just, like, he knew all the job, all, all the stuff that we were actually doing, so he gave us a little bit extra under the table. Nice. Good. That's yeah, very he, rare for a boss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was cool. Like, we, I, I learned a little bit of welding. I learned a lot of construction. I mean, that and sounds I learned like a, a lot really of fun job. mechanical, like, yeah. proficiency during that time. But, yeah, my... For those summer months, uh, for four months out of the year, I was just towing a ton of shit. But you were also driving from, like, park to park. Yeah. So, through city streets Oh, yeah, definitely through city streets. With a longer trailer than what we had. Yeah. Jeez. And a bigger truck. really rough. I'd be nerve-wracked if I were you. I mean, still, probably not. It was fine, like... I mean, we we had some some guys that would work with us that just could not do that. Right. Um, Why do they think you could do that? 
Do you just volunteer to something, or... They just handed me the keys, and I just did it. Nice. That really is a trial by fire. It, it was totally trial by fire. God like, damn. there's there was no certainty that I would be able to do this. Okay. Um, and it just kind of came sort of naturally. Um, I remember one guy... Uh, this is not a towing story, but he got the the big mower stuck um, very near one of the ponds. Okay. Like, halfway into the pond, because you went way too low towards it. Oh, uh, wow. Because the grass went all the way up to the water's edge. Okay, so he drove almost into the pond. Yeah, and sunk about a foot. Jeez. Uh, and then couldn't get, it, couldn't get it out. Right. Um, and I had to back up the F-650, put ratchet straps uh, to each, to the, the mower and to the car, okay. or the truck, and pull his ass out. <laughs> Was it on a hill? A little bit. Okay. Like, it, it wasn't, like, a big gradient, but it was enough of a gradient that he got real stuck. Wow. He also got fired not so long afterwards, because he got a different mower. Like, he dropped it into a ravine. <laughs> okay, that seems worse. Yeah, mechanically. it was worse. It was worse. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't have to pull that one out. Uh, my boss did. Okay. He attached it to the F-250 with some chains. and Yanked it out of the ravine? Yanked it out of the ravine. How tall was the, how deep was the ravine? Mm, six, seven feet. Good lord! How do you even pull something out of there? He was an idiot. No, how do you even pull something? Out oh, of there? I have no idea. Like he just did it. Just pulled it straight just out. Just by sheer force. He was so pissed. It was Holy great. Holy shit! He was so mad. Wow. Uh, he literally like fired him that day, and because it was just like, no, you did this. No. But yeah, I mean, I've got I like, like tons of stories like. This, oh, I though. bet. I mean, I there feel like we there drove, are so many from that. Drove from that. Big ass ravines like that today. Yeah. Yeah. So Zion was awesome. Driving around was awesome. Stopping at that weird trading post thing was awesome. That was weird. What was it? Yeah. Virgin, Utah? Okay, so there's a town in Utah called Virgin, Utah. So you can insert your own... Pol- uh, Puns? Uh, polyamory joke. Polygamous marriage <laughs> joke there. But Because um, we are too lazy to think of one right now. Yeah, but um, it was basically one of those like hokey gift shops you really see out, out west. Like, you know, off I-40 in Arizona and stuff. But there was, like, there was a uh, petting zoo with three very sad-looking alpacas there. There was a donkey there, too. Oh, it was a donkey. Or, like, burrow. Like a mule? Yeah. Okay. That he, makes sense. Yeah, he looked sad. They all looked really sad. It was a dollar to get in. So they clearly were trying to make more money. It was, it, was, it was a weird shop, too. Yeah, they had uh, katanas. They did. Uh, they had some S&M gear. They had, um... Like, whips and... They had blowguns. They had blowguns. Uh, they had... They had a turkey br- test or beef testicle jerky. They had Rocky Mountain oyster jerky. Yeah. yeah. They had what was that weird octopus jerky you found? Oh, that was like something weird. Yeah. I don't even know. They had uh, brass knuckles with a knife in it in case you're done beating up someone and you just really want to kill them completely. They had guns. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, this is out west. Yeah. They had a Tommy gun. They did. That's really weird. You don't see Tommy guns out here. Here's the thing. It was a Tommy gun for like $300. Is that cheap for a Tommy gun? That's real cheap for a Tommy That's cheap for a gun in general. Okay, I've never priced a Tommy gun. Aren't they like (laughs) $2,500? Usually. They're usually a little bit more expensive than I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how do you even like how many Tommy guns are still in existence? Probably a lot, right? There's a few. I mean, some manufacturers still make them. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the 1911 is still in manufacturing. Well, okay, yeah, the 1911, because that's an iconic gun. But, like, it the is. Tommy gun was, like, it was in World War One, World War Two, right? Uh, Al Capone. Hey, see? Da, 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 da. And then, um, right. 
But, uh, like, it was so surpassed by, like, a million other assault rifles. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. it has no accuracy whatsoever. Right. It's like a it's like a shoot-from-the-hip sort of thing. Oh, definitely. You're just spraying bullets. I only, noticed, not... I only noticed from playing Call of Duty. So, um, I've never shot a Tommy gun before. It'd be pretty sweet, though. But, um, yeah, so they had a Tommy gun for sale, and they had, like, a couple of Colts, and yeah. they had, um... They had a ton of turquoise stuff. They had a so ton of much turquoise. Stuff. There were some Confederate flag things. Yeah, of course. You know, up in Utah. <laughs> right. Which is one in the north and two didn't even exist during the Civil War. It did not. Um, what else did we do? What else did we do? We uh, stopped for ice cream, which is nice. We did. That was fun. I had a pretty good coffee there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, John, what are you driving next? Um, I think it's a Lexus I'm driving next. The coupe? LC? Uh, ES. New one. That's a car. Yeah. Um, but I did just drive the new Aston Martin DB11 AMR. What's the AMR? It's the Aston Martin Racing version. So what... what uh, it gets a few new things on the outside, uh, and then it gets 30 more horsepower, um, improved suspension bits, so rear subframe has now solid bushings. Uh, front gets, um, a thicker, um, sway bar, um, different wheels forged now instead of cast. So it decreases each, each side by about six pounds. That's a ton. It's yeah. Yeah. That's a ton for wheels. Um, and then that's a lot of changes that's under the surface. There's a few, yeah, there's a bunch of changes that really add up to a much better car than the the original TV 11. Oh, I bet. That's great. Um, hopefully Jeff doesn't put this out by the 29th, which is why when's your story going to go up? Well, the, the embargo is up on the 29th. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, we won't talk about that car anymore. Yeah. Um, nice. So I did that in Germany. That was fun. Cool. Um, beforehand, oh, I drove that those crazy uh, Husqvarna's. Yes. Oh, all right. This is motorcycle talk. Motorcycle now. talk. Uh, we're we're changing it. I feel like motorcycle talk needs its own jingle. Da 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 da. Motorcycle talk. All right, motorcycle talk. So I drove uh, the new Husqvarna's. So yes. The their first. Um, road going bikes in about fifty years, sixty years. Right. Uh, uh, they so the, seem awesome. They are awesome. They are styled very cool. I was interested in those when the concept came out three years ago. So they have the spark pillin, which is kind of like a dual purpose, right? Like an Africa twinish, uh, but I believe smaller. that means black arrow in Swedish. It it, it does. And then vitpillin means white arrow. Yeah, because the original um, Husqvarna road going bike was the silver arrow. That makes sense. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I drove that, and then I drove the Vitpolin, which is uh, cafe racer style. Right. And it's the closest thing I've ever felt to flying. That's very impressive. It is so much fun. And so, it's a single. Yeah, 693 cc's. That's a that's a big boy single right there. And uh, 76 horsepower. That's a lot. Do you think that's the biggest single on the market for it bikes? It might be. Right. I, mean, I can't think of anything bigger. It's the same motor that comes in their dual sport off-roader type thing. Okay. It's a lot of fun. I didn't know they made a dual sport off-road. Like, they make a bunch of bike. off-road stuff. Right. I mean, that's their thing. But did they have um? Did they make like a like a KTM style uh, adventure bike? Because I know Husqvarna is owned by KTM. It's now. not. I don't think it's street legal. I okay. think it's all just kind of like off-road. Gotcha. 
because these are the two like only off-road set like offerings they do. I think you could probably like retrofit some of their yeah. other stuff. So like it has all the stuff that you can. So do. the 701 was awesome. 701 was awesome, and so was the the um, Sparkling 401. The 401 is what I really want to check out, which is 393 cc's. Because I'm a small boy, and it was my it, perfect size. It weighs nothing. It also looks awesome. It weighs nothing too. Yeah. 323 pounds or something like That's that. That's awesome. 326. And it has 43 horsepower, and it gets up and goes, and it conquers rocks like it, it was just... Really? Oh, yeah. What kind of tires are on it? Knobby. I mean, did you see what the brand they were or something um, like that? I probably have it somewhere. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but they are knobby enough to get into a lot of trouble. That's cool. Which I did. I'm trying to work on a story for... Um, a certain publication about writing one of those in New York City. So, can you say the publication? Yeah, it's your optic. Okay, they're great. Yeah, they're um, great motorcycles. Yeah, I'm trying to get that story going in June or July. So, well, there. Um, Look for that coming soon. Yeah. To a digital newsstand near you. <laughs> That's not a real thing. I don't think. Mm. I mean, it might be in the future. Look for it on your RMS RSS feed. I don't even have that anymore. Yeah, people don't use that anymore. Do no. They? No. Okay, good. Nice. Um, but yeah, both bikes are great. Like, they're cheap. They're great. You should buy one. Yeah. I, Everyone should buy one. Yeah. I'd buy one. I would buy one if cash. I lived in a major city, which I do not anymore, so. I'd just buy them anywhere. Yeah. Right? I'd just buy one. Like, seriously, it's they're that good. Like, my perfect three-bike garage is the the Vipillin, right. 701. Uh-huh. Um, the KTM Super Duke R, right, 1290, which is sick, yeah, cool again, uh, and then an Africa Twin. Yeah, I think my garage would have an Africa Twin and Indian Scout because if that's the coolest cruiser out there and it's not a uh, Harley, and then I would probably get um, this is true. I would probably actually, you know what, scratch the Africa Twin. I would probably get a Stelvio, or no, no, no a Prelia Caponord. Because apparently those yeah, be are fantastic and have better motors than the Stelvio. The Motoguzi Stelvio. Right. So a Prelia Capo Nord, even though it's pretty big for me, um, I can still swing a leg over and then I can just ride to Africa. Yeah. So I get one of those. The Africa Twin is tall. Yeah. Like, I even have trouble. Like, I'm 6'4", and right. I I need to only put, like, one leg down at, at stoplights. Yeah. I mean, I can do that with the Aprilia, but hopefully if I can ride through Africa, I won't have to stop very many stoplights. No. Maybe hit a water buffalo or something like that. Don't hit a water buffalo. They'll they be, do exist real in Africa. Pissed. Yeah. They will be real pissed. I am a friend to the animals. So what are you driving next? Uh, not sure, really. Oh, I, I will be at Pike's Peak, which would be great. That'll be cool. Yeah. Who are you going with? Volkswagen. Huh? Yeah. Oh, for the, like the ID R or whatever. Yeah, I'm really interested in checking that thing out. ID Buzz R or ID dot ID Lawn Space R. <laughs> yes. So that'll be really fun, and um, got a couple other things in the works. I gotta actually, I don't remember them off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I'm not really driving much right now. But I don't think I finished my three motorcycle garage. Okay, go. Um, so Indian Scout and a um, the Aprilia, the Aprilia, and then the probably the Vipillion 401 because it looks rad. It's really good. And you can just throw that around like a city. Oh so. yeah. Well, has nothing. I like 400. I like 400 cc motorcycles. It has nothing. It's yeah. just best. Right? It's it's uh, <laughs> simplicity at its finest. That sounds perfect right up my alley. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 
Should we uh, end on that note? How long have we been talking? 35 minutes? We could go longer. What else can we talk about? Ah, I don't have anything to talk about. We should just talk about how Jeff and Chris are jackasses. No, I like them. Do we? Yeah. I mean, they're all right. Okay. All right, then we should probably end. Right. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BZRong, B-Z-R-O-N-G. That's my name. Don't wear it out. And you can find Jonathan with an O, Klein, at... Jonathan underscore Klein on Instagram and Twitter. And then find my stuff, like, everywhere I write for. I'm a whore. Yeah. I write for everyone. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, perfect. And on that bombshell, uh, I'll see you later. Go for it. Bam. Do it.